Hello and welcome to episode 222 of the LDS Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts. Um, thanks again for joining in with this podcast. It's wonderful to know and to see uh, so many people listening and taking part in, uh, in this study with me. Um, yeah, I've, I've started this uh, mainly as a, as, a, as a tool for myself uh, to record and to be able to look back on the things that I've studied. But I'm always willing and grateful to see that there are people who are listening and taking part. If you enjoy the uh, the podcast, please share it. Uh, leave a review on whatever podcast uh, platform you listen on. It will help to spread this uh, out to many other people and share this uh, this resource to others. Um, as many of you know, we focus a lot on the Come Follow Me, but uh, every now and then we take a break from that and uh, have a look at something else, whether it be a recent general general conference talk or a or a look at a recent uh, announcement from from the church news or anything like that. Today, I actually wanted to focus on an article that I read in the January twenty twenty Enzyme, uh, which I really enjoyed, uh, and you know I was pleased to see. Uh, it was actually uh, by President uh, President M Russell Ballard, acting president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. But what I liked about it was that it was entitled "How the Lord Prepared the World for the Restoration." and that it's in a section called 200 Years of Light, 1820 to 2020. So it looks like that the church are planning to do a series of uh, articles and um, a kind of resources for the bicentennial, uh, which is really exciting uh, to see that in the enzyme. Um, President Ballard talks about how the world was preparing for the, for the restoration of the gospel long before the prophet Joseph Smith received the first vision in 1820. Uh, that actually when we talk about the bicentennial of the first vision and the beginning of the restoration of the gospel, it actually didn't begin in 1820. It started many, many hundred years before that. Uh, and to really understand this, uh, President, Nel uh, President Ballard sorry, um, has talked about um, or has written this article to celebrate the fact um, a number of important historical events. The first thing he talks about was the manuscript re revolution. Uh, he said, quote, one of the most important ways the Lord prepared the world for the restoration of his gospel was a manuscript, manuscript revolution that grew out of the invention and use of papyrus and parchment, close quote. Um, he talks about the importance of these early materials and how their invention and how the use of them uh, many years ago uh, was the beginning of the, of, the, of the process to be able to have this restoration received uh, in the latter days. Uh, however, he then points to um, the printing revolution next as one of the most important um, uh, steps, I guess, uh, that became uh, that, that allowed the restoration to happen. Uh, he says, quote, Gutenberg was an instrument in the Lord's hand to increase knowledge, understanding and religious faith in the world. His invention ignited a printing revolution that changed the world forever by facilitating the wide circulation of ideas and information that became agents of change, close quote. The printing press, the press, the invention of this wonderful resource was in many ways, you know, as in, was, in, was as important as the invention of the internet. Uh, before this, this uh, printing press was um, invented, manuscripts and, and written copies of the Bible and other um, art, uh, religious tools had to be handwritten one by one. And so the, um, the common ability to be able to have scripture was not available uh, until this printing press was, was uh, invented. Then, from that point, um, it was then down to 
individuals that we know as the reformers and others to make um, the, the Bible and other um, uh, available to all through the use of this printing press, um, which then, of course, as we know, as we will get on to, uh, enabled the restoration to continue to begin to take place. As we know, individuals such as Martin Luther and William Tyndale uh, paved the way uh, for the Bible to be, to be printed. However, they were met with opposition. Uh, President Ballard continues, quote, Some religious leaders were concerned that widespread reading of the Bible would lead to heresies, the undermining of the church's authority, and even civil unrest. They responded by imprisoning, torturing, and even putting to death many who were discovered translating the Bible into the common language of the day or owning common language translations of the scriptures, close quote. Um, this was a dangerous time for those people that worked to make the Bible available to many rather than to a few um, because they would be put to death uh, if, um, if, this didn't have, if they were caught doing this. However, over time this was accepted and the King James Version was published in 1611 and it was the most widely read English Bible at the time of Joseph Smith's birth. And uh, as we know, Joseph and Lucy Mac Smith, um, Joseph Senior that is, uh, owned a Bible in their own home, uh, which then, of course, enabled the Prophet Joseph Smith to be able to read. Um, of course, there was also um, changes in the political and communication revolutions, which President uh, Ballard goes on to. Um, inventions such as canals, telegraphs, railroads, steam engines, and many other things, which made the word of the, word of the Lord, or as the, the word as they had it at the time, um, available to move across the globe, and create this religious excitement, which was then what, of course, uh, led to the Prophet Joseph Smith having the questions which he had. One final way that the uh, the Lord prepared the way for the restoration, now that the the um, the paper-based resources were in place, the printing press was in ba in place, the current religious um, um, books such as the Bible were in place. Uh, and the religious excitement because of new technologies which allow people to communicate quicker and faster and share these ideas uh, were in place. Now it was a case of having the family of the one who would be called to bring forth this restoration in place to where they needed to be. Um, the Smith family, was um, the Lord was aware of them, and the Lord was aware that uh, they needed to be in a certain place to allow this restoration to take place. Um, President Ballard says, quote, for years, Joseph and Lucy had experienced financial health and other setbacks in New England, in the northeast corner of the United States. By 1816, when they lost their crops because of the worldwide climate change caused by the eruption of Mount Tambora in, Indo in Indonesia, Joseph and Lucy had little choice but to give up on New England and make a courageous decision to leave the safety net of family, friends and community. Close quote. Isn't that fascinating that four years before the Prophet Joseph Smith would receive this first vision, the Smith family were actually living in a completely different place in the U.S. And because of, a, of a, an eruption caught in Indonesia many, many miles away, it forced them, amongst other things, to have to move and make a new start with their family. Um, so as we know, they, they moved. Um, President Ballard continues, quote, as volume one, one of the new history of the church states, Joseph Sr. loved his wife and children dearly, but he had not been able to provide them with much stability in life. Bad luck and unsuccessful investments had kept the family poor and rootless. Maybe New York would be different. In many ways, the Smith's family failures in New England pushed them to western New York, where religious excitement increased. 
and inspired Joseph Smith Jr. to seek the Lord in his quest for forgiveness and direction. It was also where the gold plates lay hidden, waiting for him to locate, translate, and publish them. Close quote. Um, this applies so much to our lives. We don't know the reasons why certain things don't happen for us. A brief example, uh, I had recently returned from my mission and I desperately wanted to be a teacher in the in the missionary training centre at the MTC in Preston. Uh, you know, it was my greatest desire at that moment in time. Uh, I applied, didn't get it, and then other things happened in my life which actually showed that I wasn't, that was not the time for it. And then about a year or so later, uh, another opportunity to apply for this job came up. Uh, and again, you know, I saw it as, oh, well, maybe this is now the Lord saying this is the time. And again, I put the effort in, tried to um, tried to apply, and again, I didn't get the job. Little did me and my wife know that um, we would be expecting our first child within a week of finding out I didn't get that particular job. Um, and because of the travel and the, um, the commitment of that job, it just wouldn't have worked uh, for us personally. And so the Lord directs us step by step even though you know we may know not know why certain things happen for us or do not happen as the case may be and now I look back I can see the lessons that I learned from that but in that moment it was difficult such as it was with the Smith family and such as it was with the many many years beforehand with the um, the inventions and the progressions of technology at that time we do not know the Lord's hand or the Lord's timetable but what we do know is what is before us at this day and we are to do the next right thing to try and seek to uh, to live the gospel, and he will guide us through those steps as we go, as we follow in faith. I hope that uh, you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything that you've been studying, I would love to hear it at Matt S. Roberts ninety on Twitter, or once again share it uh, um, by email session at gmail.com and I'd love to feature anything that you've been studying on any future podcasts. Thank you for your time, and until we meet again. <laughs>